0: This episode of Auto Deal Live is brought to you by True Car.
1: Turn on that radio and back here. The cops ain't likely to catch up with us, not tonight. So we can all be quiet and peaceable and listen to the music.
2: Right, we're live it's 3 30
3: eastern time i didn't know we were live look at my hair <laughs> look at that that at hair it. though Hair hair's kind of fly kind of sugar sugar you why you look it. so fly <laughs> yeah look at that all right, that's my <laughs> all right thank you welcome yep. to auto dealer live i'm dave villa i'm uh, the other guy that does the show with them i'm this guy sasquatch right here sasquatch how you doing what's up dave what's up sasquatch
0: how One th- day. Uh-huh. Go ahead.
3: I was just going to say, we're having a good day, man. We're banging out some sales here. Yeah, man. I'm freaking killing it, man. We are actually having a really good day and month June. so far. Yeah, it's been June a good... Is, June is what? June has been a June to remember. Are you prime. low or something, man? Like your, uh, like,
2: you know... Yeah, I don't know. I'm mean, like, like your
3: mic and everything. It's kind of like... I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't... I was <laughs> it's tweeting. Like, it's like you're down... Like, hey, how you doing? Like a hobbit. Uh Where's Ezra? Where is, where is speaking our, of Hobbit, speaking of our resident Hobbit, no, that's better. All right, that's he's got better. Very right? feet—that's why we call him a Hobbit. <laughs> he's got giant feet. He wears like a size twenty-six. Doesn't look like it though. Twenty-six
2: in uh, infants. In <laughs> <laughs> infants, size twenty-six in an
3: infant. Shoot. Oh he's short. Mm. He's short. So, please, if you wouldn't, if you wouldn't mind, maybe contacting us via, you know, our Twitter, it's hashtag Auto Maybe you're familiar with it by now. Maybe you're not. Maybe you've never tweeted. Why not make today the first day you tweet us? Mm. Did you ever think about that when you were watching? You're like, I've never participated in tweeting. Are we doing anything for tweeters? Tweet tweeter tweeter of course. tweeter leaders today? What are we doing?
2: Yes, we are. I don't know. I
3: don't oh, know. it's a surprise. Something. It's gonna be a grab. It's gonna be like um,
2: we've had a lot of people want those uh, serial sales pro hats too. I mean, I I've got a ton of them around here. But man, we've been having uh, uh, speaking yep. of social media on Facebook and, and Twitter, you probably have seen or maybe. Um, if you check it out and go down the stream hashtag AutodealLive Live on Twitter or look down the Facebook stream, you'll see some of the folks that are wearing the hat that uh, that came. I saw. And it. so uh, you know what we got it, we got we got goodie bags around here, man. We got books, we got autograph books, we have got, I mean, we've got all kinds of cool crap. I mean, just, just you know what? How about you guys tell us what you want? But let's get on social media hashtag Auto Deal Live, man. Tweet us and uh, give us some comments on Facebook. Share the post, man. Tell somebody about the show. And um, we're looking forward to uh, a great show today. We have a we have a phenomenal panel, man.
3: Let's we have on. the automotive roundtable,
2: kind of like 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 King Arthur.
3: Yeah, except they're not knights. They're like you know car pros. Thank you, Ed McMahon.
2: Yes, that's it. that's correct. Say,
3: huh? That's correct. Sir, yes. You
2: ever watch like the shows in the background? I want to, I want Cherub to do this when I when I give him the cue here for a second. Let's see if you can do it. You say something funny and you hear you watch like Bill O'Reilly or you watch some show in the background and he says something funny and then you hear like this this off camera yeah, kind of, like, like yeah, non miced like laugh. <laughs> Go ahead, Mike. <laughs> hey!
3: You know we need a laugh track too. We need like the old school Lucy. When you guys hear that,
2: it's not I a laugh really track, man. One. It's not a laugh track. It's actually Mike Cherub laughing and uh, only when something's <laughs> funny. And it's usually a be. can we have?
3: <laughs> My ears are going in and out. It's like I got water in my ears. No, you have a uh, yeah, an earphone in your ear. I know, but it's like, it's like I feel like I got to jump up and down. Um, yeah, Curtis, we need to get our, um, I just tweeted you back, buddy. We're going to have, uh, we're, we're, we haven't been getting, despite our best efforts, the beard oil sponsorship we've been looking for. So I told him, you know, we're going to start our own beard oil company or beard bomb company. I don't know what that looks like exactly yet. Um, I told him he will have to be responsible for all the upfront capital. I'll just, I'll just, you know, you got the celebrity, you got me to to be the face of it. That's and you and I will have to have at least five uh, percent royalties in perpetuity, just so you know, Shark Tank style. Yeah, As my ears are still jacked up, but whatever, you know, I can still hear.
2: <clears throat> well, I'm excited about today's show. Man. Yeah, everybody's
3: ready for a good look at Billy the Kid. Look, look at him in front of a Ferrari right there. Look. Bill Witt Myers going to be on the show today. He's got some similar hair. Jeff
2: Glacken is going to be on the show today. Yeah. Matt Koenig is going to be on the show today. Matt Koenig. Koenig. Love that guy.
3: I do. He's a- Bobby
2: Heron is going to be on the show today. It's going to be crazy, man. It's going to be amazing. Got, was that?
3: That's it. Four.
2: Four? Yeah, four people. We, kept, four we kept it down, people, narrowed dude. it down to uh, to four people today
3: because we want to have
2: a to uh, have show. Let them talk. Show. Let
4: these people talk. Yep. Let them fight
3: it out amongst themselves. they got to throw bows. They want to bite. That's up to them. But, you know, they got the room to do it now, (laughs) the octagon, if you will. Hey, we got an announcement here, man, before we go to break, before we go to commercial break. We're
2: actually going to be uh, making an announcement here. We're going to go to commercial break, and then we're going to give you guys – we're going to give as much time as possible to today's panel because we've got a lot to talk about. Um, What's the show about today? What's the Automotive Roundtable about today? Well, the Automotive Roundtable today is about – we have pulled some of the – we've had – you understand the show, and we're so grateful for you guys. I think it's important that we say this every once in a while. Uh, You know, we can't say it often enough um we we have been growing our audience is growing incredibly we're going to be at women in automotive live there doing interviews um, my wife and i are going to be speaking there as well we're going to be at digital dealer and then we're going to be um, a part of the press there we're also going to be at automate uh, user summit in uh, september i'm going to be speaking there as well but we're just a, we're, we're gaining an audience and we're gaining influence we want to thank you guys for that but the reason i'm saying that is um we get tons of feedback throughout the week and through social media on some of the topics that and in discussions that just carry on, you know, as people watch the replays and catch the show on iTunes, maybe yep. or Stitcher or what have you, or um, we'll Blog Talk um, or Facebook Live has been a good one. Facebook for us. Live, well, are- well, Facebook Live and, and of course our website's yeah. live. But I mean, I'm talking like archive. I mean, like a lot of people, man, listen to this on Blog Talk. Um, it's it's the original way we started the show, and you can only listen to it. Long story anyway. Where I'm going with this is we've gotten the today's show, Tommy, is about um, the best topics, the hottest topics that have created some of the most controversy slash, you know, opinions slash conversation, just ongoing, like yeah. people keep bringing it up or talk about it or say something about it. So we've, um, our, our producers and, and have gone in and, and the archives here and they pulled out some topics. So we're going to talk to our panel today about some of these. So it's really going to be,
3: um, all over the spectrum of, of per se automotive topics, but, uh, yeah, good. Well, that's good because that's, uh. We don't want to get stale. You know what I mean? We're mm-hmm. more stale. I can't get over my it's hair. It's like a bag hair, so. of Doritos when you want Doritos. And oh, you, the
2: ones that you know you got a new bag there, right? Oh. Brand new bag in the pantry you haven't opened yet, but you don't want to. You don't want to. You know you don't want to waste the wasteful. freaking quarter of a bag that you may have. Yeah, like, and you, some you, of the you, gems you wanna, are in there too. The bottom of that. Well, well, of that. okay? Good. If if red, I know where you're going. But but you know what I'm saying? But then you go. You know what? I don't want to open the other bag, but I really want a Dorito. I got a hankering for some Doritos. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you reach into the freaking bag. That you don't want. You're trying to freaking be, you know, like 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 a conservationist. You open up your hand, you open the bag up, you stick your hand in there, you put them in your mouth, and it's stale.
3: Stale Doritos. That's what we. One of the things here, we're gonna make a pledge to you today here on Autozoo Live. Go ahead. We'll never be likened or any resemblance to stale Doritos. You have our word on that. Mm. Me and Dave Villa co-sign on that. Mm.
2: It's gonna be huge. It's Tommy be- for president. Hey, speaking of women in automotive, man. Yes,
3: we did talk about that. We we'll have give it now? segue. Yeah, I'd like you know we had um uh you know our our sponsor next up is actually was giving away a. Fully. You have that information? Okay. What happened? Just making
2: sure you have that information. I know what it is. I've well, been on like You didn't time. have it. You're like okay. Well, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. I just <laughs> I would have
3: deferred it to you if I didn't have the information. I'd be That's like right. exactly. And Dave, go ahead. No, they, you know they are a sponsor. We we announced it a few weeks ago. Best story women in the business. We wanted to hear about it. They were going to pick a couple people out. One was going to be actually an official. You know, fully expense paid trip to the to, to the to Orlando and also into the conference. And you have the I have you have grand the, prize. You have the grand prize. And I you have, have the runner up. The runner up. And what yeah, it,
2: they actually have a runner up prize, man. And is Clint Burns. Just to kind of clarify this, if yes. you're not listening, Clint Burns, the CEO and president of NextUp, came on to Audio Live. They're they're a sponsor. Uh, they're a sponsor of our show. They, they've been a sponsor for, uh, since uh, last year. And uh, great friends, great guy, and great company. And uh, Clint came on and uh, with Subi, who is. Uh, the vice president of sales for Dealer Authority, and also uh, one of the uh, founders, one of the uh, partners of the Women in Automotive Conference. They came on to announce um, on our Women in Automotive show about a contest that the Next Up was doing, and uh, as as sponsors. And um, so we now have the winner,
3: and then the runner up. Yeah, I mean, and the runner up, the runner will do first, and the runner up, drum roll. Drum roll. Drum roll. Got a freaking drummer We're freaking We're here. Freaking drummer. <laughs> oh, this is awful. I could have been um, awful. So the winner of uh, this is going to be a for women, uh, the women in automotive ticket winner. So you you, you got to get yourself there. But guess what? You're in the contest. Hire man! Hurry up. Okay. So, oh, sorry, I didn't know you're done. The winner, the uh, runner-up winner is Ruby Ramos. Ruby, Come on down, Ruby. You are <laughs> the com- next contestant. The next contested up at women in automotive contest. So um, Ruby, so her company. She's from North Park Lexus. Mm-hmm. Um, her story. We're gonna. Read, yeah, it's like Go a little ahead, paragraph. Bill. I'll read her a little story. Come on. So where do I start? I've been in the, this is her saying, where do I start? I've been in the automotive business since 1999, single mother and wanted a better life for my daughter. I uh, knew nothing about cars, but love people. My first year I struggled, but to, but um, to worth to work, perseverance, to work, perseverance, and hard work. I stayed with it. Next four years after I was salesperson of the year, I then moved to Lexus where I was still, and still am very successful. I've been going on, I've been there going on 11 years. I was top three salespeople, top leasing consultant, and one pre-owned sales manager. I am the only female sales manager in the organization, and I love what I do. And it's because awesome. you love what you do and because you happen to be a woman who rocks automotive, you will be at the conference on the next up. You're welcome, Mister. So you're the runner-up, and she's a winner of the ticket. So to you are, the yes, you will, yes, event.
2: Now, on to the grand prize, the winner, the the first uh, place. I'm excited. I got butterflies. The, the woman who rocked automotive the most. Seriously, this is the person. I mean, I don't know how many, but I'm sure. That it it was absolutely incredible with all of the the press and 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 how much you know attention the next up put on this and Women in Automotive Conference. So the winner of the trip to Orlando and to the Women in Automotive event, if what I understand, all expense paid, right, Mike? Okay, the winner. I should make him get tired. Now. Look at look at him. Go ahead, get the forearm. Work the forearms out, baby. It burns. The Go. Winner, the winner is Alexandria. Massaro, Alexandria Massaro. Hey, let's make sure that Mikey and Kim, you guys uh, out there, tweet these out. We have the grand prize winner, and uh, we have the runner-up, yes. which is Ruby Ramos. And then the winner is Alexandria Massaro. She is with Royal Automotive Group. And I'm going to go ahead and read her story here. Alexandria, Alexandria started selling for Royal Automotive Group back in 2013. Uh, she was selling at our Lexus store. So it looks like somebody actually not put either. in this store. Yeah. yeah, she was selling at our Lexus store. She made an instant impact, this person said, averaging 16 cars a month and assisting her team whenever she could help. As time progressed, it was clearly obvious that this special woman was and is going to grow in this business. Alexandria has grown into running our business development center. Congratulations, Alexandria. And what she has been able to accomplish is nothing short of inspiring. She has built a very strong team, and her mentorship has been appreciated and valued by all of them as well as me meaning the person that wrote this her energy and positive personality has earned her the utmost respect from the dealer principals and all that interact with her the car business can be tough and competitive has been traditionally a male-dominated uh, career with women like alexandria joining the automotive industry we can all expect to get better every day by the way she does all of this while raising three incredible little boys hats off to alexandra massaro and uh, can't wait to interview alexandra and ruby um at the event uh in orlando congratulations ladies awesome girls good and, job uh, excellent excellent job we are over right yeah okay so the next up, don't go anywhere we we'll are right back with the automotive round table panel that's the next step booyah two and two
3: With rising competition and shrinking profit margins, you need every resource available to help you succeed. Trucar has the ability to be the most powerful tool in your arsenal. Go
5: with the pros who know. Your dealership wouldn't trust its vehicles in the hands of an uncertified technician. So why trust its finances with accounting firms that don't know your business? Rosenfeld & Company knows the automotive industry and has been serving dealerships like yours for over 20 years. We take pride in helping our clients grow from single point stores to some of the largest dealer groups in the country. We are more than just your accountants. Our team can guide you through mergers and acquisitions, operational reviews, succession planning, and more. Visit us on the web for more information at www.rosenfieldandco.com.
2: Jason Rice from Lotpop, and let me tell you what we do to help dealerships increase used car sales 20 to 30% in gross and volume. Three areas we focus on, trend reports, we look at weekly trends that no one else is trending to make adjustments on our inventory. Two, is we do weekly review calls to review those trends, but also we dig through every car that needs to be price adjusted to increase the searches. And three, we do a virtual lot walk, make sure every car is standing tall in line and make sure we don't have bad photos like these. Check out our website, lotpop.com, our blog at AutomotiveRevolution.com and our weekly video tips at IncreaseTurn.com,
0: thanks. Hello, I'm Alan Ram, president and founder of Alan Ram's Proactive Training Solutions. Let's face it, good managers are defined not by what they do when they have a showroom full of customers, but more by what they do when there are no customers in the showroom. In 2015, whether you like it or not, the car business is all about conversion of opportunities and driving traffic. All those great closers and desk people are not doing you a whole lot of good if your dealership is not converting effectively on the telephone and internet. As an owner or dealer, when you see five salespeople standing by the front door doing nothing, don't kid yourself, your dealership is not being effectively managed. Management by Fire is a two and a half day intensive course conducted entirely by me that teaches managers how to effectively manage in today's automotive industry simple processes for driving high quality traffic. For more information on upcoming events, please call my team at 866-996-4665. Once again, 866-996-4665. Thank you. Service Group has over 40 years of experience empowering dealerships to grow profits, develop personnel, and provide their customers with a high level of service. We offer high-quality products, world-class servicing, and innovative training and technology. Meet our team, first-class trainers, the best account managers, and an executive team that's second to none.
2: This is your Service Group team. We look forward to giving your people the power to
3: I'm excited about the future of TrueCar and I hope you are too. As we evolve our product and service, we'll keep listening to dealers and making even more enhancements based on your ongoing feedback.
2: All right, we're back, we're back, we're back, and uh, we're running late, so we're going to jump right into this panel. We said we we're going to give them more time. We're actually giving them less. So
3: <laughs> Sorry for the lying to you.
2: <laughs> Sorry for lying. But, hey, the next up on the uh, – I almost said the – I don't know what – what, the name of our show what's it called it's the it's the automotive <laughs> roundtable yeah we well, know the show because uh, i was going to say our next, show well, the it's name called the show live, no, we but do? i said yeah i know what it is but i in other words i, I just jacked i said auto Deal live instead of saying that i started off with something else hey the next up on auto Deal live <laughs> right now is the automotive round table panel and we have bobby Heron, the director of dealer marketing at Zmot auto we have jeff black and the vice president of sales for dealer authority and uh, Bill Wittenmeyer, partner of eLead1, Matt Keenig, CEO of Konico and Buscador de Auto. Guys, thanks for uh, joining us today. And uh, we are excited about jumping into the Automotive Roundtable panel. We couldn't think of four better people to have a spirited conversation with because you guys are all passionate <laughs> about this industry, about what you do. And, uh, you know, it's just, uh, I already, I was watching a little bit on the screens when you guys were talking on, on Skype and, and uh, prior to coming in. Um, just, I could already see you guys laughing and kind of just, uh, you know, hamming it up with each other. So, thanks for coming on.
6: Awesome Thank to you. be here, as always. You guys, are thanks the best. for having me.
2: No, we're problem. the best. No, you're the best, Matt. <laughs> yes, Matt, best hair in in in, uh, in uh, the auto. Not on the show, hair. unfortunately today,
7: though. Oh, Tommy.
6: Tommy, yeah, Tom, uh, yeah Bill Whitmire's got way better hair than me. I'm going to go ahead and give him that. <laughs>
7: We <laughs> refer to me as Barry Melrose from now
2: on. <laughs> <laughs> There's that laugh in the back. We were just talking, guys, earlier about this like a laugh that one of our producers do in the background. It's like that classic like news laugh. You hear that person that's not on camera kind of <laughs> laugh. You know, there just anyway. So, hey, we're going to jump right into this, and uh, we're going to start the conversation. We we had some, we we kind of uh, took the topics for today's show. We took the questions, had our guys delve into some uh, some of the past, like maybe five, six months of shows where we've um, you know just had some really good. Conversation and topics, some of which um, some of you uh, are going to be on some panels uh, coming up at, at, at DD Twenty One in Vegas, and some of these topics will be on those panels. Matt, you were on a show a few weeks ago, uh, which we are going to build a panel off of with um, the gentleman from Hierology was Adam, and um, so it, one of the things that I, so I want to start with you on this, but I'll start with um, Bobby. Bobby, we talked about we were talking about human capital on that particular show, and and. Uh, and, you know, and, uh, we were talking about the fact that if automotive, some of the guests said if automotive, I think it was Adam that's raised that, hey, five years from now, automotive industry is going to get left behind, quote, left behind if we don't change how we treat people. Now, I think that pretty much if you treat people sucky in any industry, I don't know anybody that would disagree with, you know, that that's not a good thing to do. But, um, it's not as, it's not as simple, I guess, as, as, as him saying, hey, if we treat people sucky, Versus good, it was more along the lines of we've got a human capital issue. Um, there was some disagreement on the show that. Um, and and uh, what do you think? Will, will the auto industry is it in danger of really being left behind, or is that an exaggeration? Do we really have good people? And and what's your thoughts on this? And I'm going to open the dialogue by talking about this topic and see if we can put an exclamation point on it today.
5: Thank yeah. you. So I'll tell you, I'm super glad you gave me this question. This is one of my favorite things to talk about, and I teach a lot at conferences and in sessions and have conversations about retention and recruiting for automotive. We're absolutely going to behind. We're behind right now. NADA says, according to what was last year's numbers, 72% turn in automotive and 92% with women. 75% of the workforce will be millennials by 2025, and we're not even prepared for what we're handling now. It's not even a matter of will it get left behind. It's a matter of will the customer experience suffer? Will the store suffer? Will all of the different elements of our business suffer because we're not putting the work in that's required? You know, we look at, we look at things like digital marketing and we look at things like lead handling and we put a heavy emphasis in on that and sales. But we forget that every day when we come to work, we're building a house. And it starts with a foundation. And if the foundation has cracks, you don't get be decorating the pillows yet right? I support what Adam said 100% on that show, and I think that we need to stop looking at the leadership in our business the way that we do. One of the biggest problems we have is that we look at a sales floor, and I don't care if it's a vendor side, a partner side, a dealership. We look at the sales floor and we say, I have a need for a manager immediately. Oh my gosh, you can sell 40 cars. We should move you into the office, teach you how to run a deal, and tell you good luck, but we never train them on how to be leaders, we're picking people who know how to make themselves successful, and we're forgetting about people that need to focus on making other people successful. And because of that, we have a human capital
2: problem. Matt, you know, going to you real quick to get your feedback on that. People keep saying that we compete on service and experience. I mean, we hear that, and you know, uh, and I and I, agree, and I agree. Hey, look, you go to a restaurant, and you know, you have sucky service. You know, you you wait whether or not you're going back. You know, based on that, I mean, even if the food's good, what have you. But you know, what does it mean for for sales? I mean, what needs to happen? So that, so that we can have strong sales teams and compete on service and customer experience. And, and one other caveat of this, and maybe Bill can weigh in on it too, is, I mean, is it just the auto industry? I mean, we, Bill, you run a company with a lot of employees. I mean, Matt, Bill has a ton of employees, you know, and he, okay. and, but I mean, I mean, like, why is it so difficult or is it for the auto industry, you know, or is it not really? Is it, is it, well, is
6: the, it's it's it? Lazy. That's a good question, it's but to think what Bobby said, here's the thing it's it's not really that difficult in this industry it's it's human beings dealing with human beings whether they sell hamburgers whether they scrape windows or whether they sell cars mm-hmm. it's it's people dealing with people the, I, my opinion is the reason we have a human capital problem is because we have a, a Mike said I only get three swear words. I, I think I want to save them. Jesus, <laughs> we, have, we have a freaking <laughs> honesty <laughs> problem. And I don't mean from dealer to customer. I mean, we have an honesty problem when it comes to hiring people. I did a, a blog. Uh, uh, I was Periscoping Facebooking about this last week. But we have a problem with human beings wanting to stay with us and, and human beings wanting to buy from us because we, we lie in the wanted ads when we tell people that they're their own boss and all that, which is complete and total horse shit. There's one of my three, Mike. Because basically we're going to make them go broom cars, move cars, and do all the manual labor We're too cheap to hire a porter for. And then we tell them there's advancement opportunities, but that's a lie 97% of the time because the only way you advance is if a manager gets caught stealing, so we fire him or her or they die. Right. Mm-hmm. So if that doesn't happen, you're not moving anywhere. You're going to move outside to move wow. some cars, but that's it. So we set a bullshit expectation. There's two Mike. So I got one more saved up for you. I'm keeping man. a tick
3: sheet. He we said three Mike. He, hey Matt, he said three words. I have got a tick sheet. I've got two so far, and you're <laughs> like a uh, 15 seconds into your conversation. I know. Going? I, hey, Matt. know I know. Right? Matt, but he did say
6: we set, a, we set a bad expectation for these folks, and then we wonder why they get frustrated mm-hmm. and they don't want to mm-hmm. stay, and then we wonder why we, there are bad customer service experiences. I think that the reason we have a human capital problem is because we just have a human being being honest problem mm-hmm. that we need to fix when it comes to bringing people on board in our organization. So that's that's my opinion.
2: Okay, Bill, uh, Bill or Jeff or, or Bill, Jeff, do you guys want to weigh yeah, in on that? Yeah, I but
7: would it, say you know both both, both yeah. Bobby and make very good points and, and they're valid and authentic and I, and, and the, the real challenge is not although that all the things have been brought up, but look. You know, it's the lies, as, as was mentioned by Matt. You know, I, when I started in the business 23 years ago, I, I fell for the ad that said, "You know, make a hundred grand a year, you get the three Ds, a day off, a draw, and a demo, right?" And all those things. On. <laughs> uh, and then, and then you throw in the fact that, look, how are you going to recruit anybody of a very strong potential and and character? Not that we don't have that in our industry, we do, but but we're lucky but look at our turnover, but how do you get those people when, what do we ask them to do? We ask them to work every night, we ask them to work every weekend, we ask them to work every holiday. You know, we just haven't set ourselves up to be an environment where we're an attractive environment to have a higher quality person is going to make it a career. Most of the people that you talk to even still today fell into this business. It's not like my dad sat there when I was born in the hospital room, the doctor held me upside down and he looked at me and said, Oh, I want my son to be a car salesperson, right? You know, he didn't say that <laughs> he and, and, and we don't know, trust me. And, and, and I, don't, I don't think he's happy about it still, but either way, at the end of the day, you know, we just don't create the environment for ourselves to attract the higher quality people that we need to convey that transparency, to give that experience, et cetera. So I think all the things that have been said are very valid, but we have to do a fundamental change in really not only how we manage people, but but how we attract them and then the environment that they're in and they're given to actually excel. Hmm. Are these these comments focused specifically on sales? Because I look at the departments now, dealerships now. I mean, you know, I'm coming up on 25 years in automotive, and maybe it's my passion for the industry or my hopeless gullibility, but I'm seeing people with master's degrees now. I'm seeing true IT people in the dealerships instead of just throwing it off on the parts guy because he's got the time to do it. Things like that. So well, I, I'm seeing the quality of people has yeah. really improved in dealerships. Um, I don't, I don't get something. Yeah, and, and that's that,
2: kind of what I was going. I think but that we need. To- Bobby, let me let me. I'll flip Sorry. it to you now. But well, let me let me just shift it for a second. I, Jeff brings up a good point, and and uh, uh, Tommy, I know has a. I'm sure you have a question that you can kind of steer this too. But Jeff has a good point. That's kind of where I was going. I mean, are we actually getting better? I mean, obviously, you know, um, oh, yeah. we talk a lot about what we don't do, but I think I think that I, you know there are a lot of shifts inside the auto industry, um, and that 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 does generate a. Kyle Costa, uh, he's a, a sales manager, internet sales manager for Chrysler Store in Canada. I believe just tweeted. Yep. He he said something that that uh, based on a comment that uh, one of you guys just made. I think it might have been, um, I think it might have been uh, Bill. Uh, said you know there's a lot of people that that say you're going to make six figures your first year, and they build that 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 lie or that story up. And then, then they wonder why there's a trust issue. But you know, um, so that brings up another point too. I mean, are we so focused on sales? Are some of these people that are coming into this industry that are bringing this this necessary change because they're not in quote quote, sales? I see it in in, in marketing companies. And are they are they underpaid? Are they not? Are they not? Uh, do we not put that value on them because the organizations are run by a sales driven you know person? You know, that might be a good way to, to shift gears too, Bobby.
5: Right. My- so I'm glad you said that. That's actually what I wanted to bring up. First first of all, people rarely quit jobs. They quit people. So I agree that we have a little bit of an issue with the lying thing to employees, but we're writing job descriptions in ways that we don't understand how positions work. And that's part of the problem. But I agree we need to look at the positive when it comes to stuff, and we are doing some things right. When we look at how we write job descriptions, People are writing them the way that they are because that's how they were taught 20 years ago and dealerships aren't hiring people to do that. Companies like Hydrology, companies that are putting their word out there, are doing things like that, right? Mm-hmm. I work for a company now. I have a life coach, right? Renee's my life coach. My company paid for it because they believe in investing in their people and it was important to me. Those are the kind of perks that people are looking for now. People across the board will take a pay cut or will take an entry-level job mm-hmm. if you set the expectation care about it and if for one minute we stop in our industry thinking that everything is about dollars i'm in canada right now yeah. my boss than I, before. It's not, I knew that
2: was coming no
5: that's no that's shit there's my first swear word for the day i don't even care who's about to say that i'm going to tell you right now i need a team of millennials you know why they followed me where i went it's not because they make more money than their peers it's because i care about them and when they want a Saturday off, you don't hear me say on Tuesday, oh, well, you had Saturday off. If you hit your goals, I'm going to let you sleep in on Tuesday morning and nobody's going <laughs> to say a word to you about it. And that's how you build a team of millennials, and that's why my team stick around.
6: Yeah, but, okay, so I think those are actually, a lot of those are really good points, but here's the one thing I think that gets missed in that dialogue. Because maybe it's mean. either or. So what happens a lot of times, and I've watched this with two people that I know very well that have recently been talking to different companies. And what's happening is, um that the because there are so many millennials out there looking for work many, very very many people and let me just say this too and I hate when we categorize millennials like they're like they're some freaking space aliens that just crawl out of a closet. there's different freaking age group. Big deal. They just want to be taken care of and not treated like shit. There's a third swear word. Man, I'm screwed for the rest. It's of actually, that. it's <laughs> technically the same it. word though, Matt. Oh, that's true. So yeah, I, I thank you for that. So here's the thing though. Um, what, what I'm seeing is this though. Bigger name companies out there that talk about the great work environment and all this stuff, and then when they make offers, they're not paying shit. Same word. So the problem is they go, oh, well, let's try and attract people in and then they make offers that are so pathetic that people can't, they can't really afford to go live. So I think what's happening, again, we talk about it, it is more than just the money. I agree with you wholeheartedly, but it's got to be a combination of both. Just because there are a ton of millennials and they need work. I have seen, in our industry, firsthand, I have witnessed offer letters, witnessed offer emails, where I just literally wanted, I wanted to go meet the person that was stupid enough to type that shit in an email, so I could laugh at them <laughs> face-to-face, like, that's how yeah, pathetic it is, so as we giggle, I well, can they, tell they they, do every, every know, single one of us here, them. every one of us on this call, Knows firsthand the companies that are making those offers. We're all connected to them, so that's the funny thing. is everybody says, it's more than just the money. But I'll tell you what, it sure isn't. I know how much I need to make, and we could be best no. friends. But if you don't write a big enough check, you're going to get okay. the same two fingers that somebody I don't like okay. Yeah, but if you if it's
5: all about—it's not all about the money. Yeah, you have to have money. Not all. Have no. all right. so I'll, I'll have other choices, but I'll take over money. And let's be honest, I like expensive shit. So. It's not even about that. It's Yeah, you have to be able to pay your bills, but a lot of these companies, they don't know what they don't know. You, got, you have a dealership, you have a vendor that's a startup, and they're recruiting for a position that they know they need, they don't know how to pay for. So I don't disagree with you on that, but I think if we're talking about really being behind the curve or looking at this as a sales opportunity, we have to start really focusing on what can we make improvements on and what are, why do people want to work for us. Mm-hmm. right? Investing in our people is a huge thing. We have women in automotive coming up that I'm going through, right? Yeah, but paying them well in is investing in, in
6: them, Bobby, mm-hmm. and that's the bullshit mentality everybody's getting sold, <laughs> is that just the life coach and the pedicures and the smiley happy office No. Investing in them, but writing them a big enough check to say, <laughs> I believe in <laughs> How you. How did you know, you know Bobby was getting a pedicure? I believe oh. you, because I love Bobby. And oh, he's no. friend I, and I know. But, like, I look at okay. Jeff and If I okay. say, Jeff Blacken, I love you. I think you're the right guy for this team. I'm not going to go, now, you got to pay your dues with some little baby startup bull crap. I'm going to say, Jeff oh, Black, and what I believe in you. And if I believe you're going to make a well, seven digit <clears throat> impact on my company, right, then I'm going to make a six digit investment. You know what? Yeah. Right, but you know right.
5: what I say to that? I say, you know why I'm, so small, I'm getting a pedicure right now I'm in the middle of the day because I work my ass off, and for the last 17 years, I've paid my dues. And I think that people yes. need to stop thinking they should make 150 grand in a year in our business when they don't even answer an internet lead. Because
3: we've paid that way for so long. True. Yes, they need to be able to work. But if you're going to work in the sales side of it, then put the work in. Hmm. All right, kids. Easy, all, right, all right. All right. That's the Pipe down. <coughs> Pipe down for a sec, kids. <laughs> <laughs> hey, all right. We. Hey, I got it. We got a caller, so we're going to take the call. and We'll see. Uh, uh, it's Kyle Dahl. Kyle, are you with us, sir?
1: I am indeed. Who okay, are
3: you, who you with. with, Kyle?
1: Um, I'm actually with uh, Suburban Ford of Sterling Heights. I'm the uh, internet manager here.
6: Okay. Awesome. Mr. Michigan in the house.
3: Thanks so we got calling. some yeah. Michigan yeah. mis- yeah. up. Mis- so Kyle, who do, you, who, do you have a question directed towards the panel in large, or you have somebody specifically you wanted to talk to, or what's your question? No,
1: I actually just kind of wanted to jump in here. I think that like <laughs> what, <laughs> what you guys are saying. Wait a second. I hear, the, I, I hear the millennial comments, and I, I hear everything that you guys are talking about. But I think that if we're going to keep our salespeople and everything, we've got to hold everybody to the same standard, especially the people that sell, let's say, 35, 40 a month. They kind of can not utilize the CRM the same way as the newer people. And I think if everyone has to use the CRM correctly, get 100% accountability, have the click to calls so that when you go in and look and say, okay, Mm. you didn't make this phone call, then they say yes. Well, no, it's not documented in the CRM. So I think that if we can get these, I think if we can get everyone utilizing the CRM correctly, I think that people are going to be a lot more happy. And they're going to notice it in their pocketbook Mm. as well.
2: Wow, Bill, you have a dealer that calls in and saying, in the CRM. I'm going to tell you something. That's like, uh,
1: I'm,
2: pretty, I'm pretty impressed. Those like the checks
1: in the mail, Kyle,
3: the checks no. in the mail. No, I'll, tell what, in my, I'll tell you what, in my BDC department,
1: it's 100% accountability all the time. I know exactly real time what they're doing. In fact, right now, every single person on the phone, they're looking at me like, what are you talking about right now?
7: <laughs> well, look. I think eventually that boils Thanks, down to, to the environment, and I think it boils down to management, and it boils down to fear. And you know, we we all have our own internal fears, but at the end of the day, a lot of managers are, as Bobby pointed out earlier, I believe. You know, look, you know, how did they get to be a manager? Well, they got they got promoted because the one that was above them, teaching them, got fired. And you know, at the end of the day, we don't have a very good pathway to. Advancement in our industry. I think that's a challenge. There certainly is no clear pathway to advancement, um, and we don't promote that a lot. So then you get managers who are really just super workers that have turned into supervisors, and they're all great people. It's, it's not an attack on, on anybody in particular, or any person or group, but we get a fear that, oh, how am I going to lose this 20 car person because they didn't do this execution on this one thing, right? We start to quote this this bullshit meter that's out there that says, okay, they have a lot of production, so I'm going to go ahead and accept a lot of bullshit with it. And really, at the end of the day, I agree with what he's saying. we should There should be a standardized activity route that, look, this is your job, and it's back to those job descriptions. Well, this is your job. This is what's required of you. I don't care what you produce. If you can't do these activities, you're not a part of this team, right? And I know that that's something I think everybody want to talk about a little bit as well, but, and I don't want to get too far ahead and address on it. Obviously, I'm a big proponent and fan from the CRM, but it's really any activity, right? Whatever the activities are and the processes are of that store or that group, you have to hold that accountability across the board. and You can't make the exceptions because, oh, they're a nice guy. We do it on the other end of the spectrum as well. You know, we have people that sell six cars a month, but they've been there for 10 years, and they're a veteran, and they're a really nice guy or a really nice gal. we say, ah, they're okay, let's hold on to them, right? Mm -hmm. What kind of message does that send to our high performers? You know, so Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of different aspects to that, but I totally agree. You have to have a consistent method, whatever that method is. And then you have to hold accountability to it. And it starts in management, you know, and management's usually where that challenge starts to fall.
2: Hey, I'm, I'm going to change gears for a second. And, and and Kyle, you're more than welcome to hang out if you're still on. But you, you, So I'm going to ask Jeff, because uh, Jeff, I think that, you know, you, you've had one one chance to talk here. And then then you guys just go 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 with it. Anybody that wants to cut in on this. And, and we've had this discussion before. And uh, so I'm going to ask a couple of the questions that I had down here, kind of lump them together so that we can have some talking points to let you guys go. Our, um, our traditional BDC, okay, and, and we're going to discuss BDC, but we're we're going to we're going to delve into it. The average, you know, it's said the average person's ten to fifteen hours on the internet shopping on the internet. So we have a traditional BDC concept, which you know now some manufacturers are so behind the times they're like mandating you know now in the last year, hey, you have to have yeah. a BDC. But okay, the traditional BDC in terminology is everything, unfortunately, right? Or definition of terminology, definition of what we're talking about is to set an appointment well with today's 10 to 15 hour person shopping on the internet jeff prior okay and is it is it is it enough to have a traditional bdc is it relevant or do they need to have internet you know, experience, sales experience, to be able to get into this d- deeper into it prior. I mean, and, and so with that, um, you know, what do you think about traditional BDCs with salespeople who handle phone calls, um, you know, with regards to, you know, key performance indicators, things like that? Let's discuss that for a second, and I'll give all of you guys a chance to to uh, pound uh, the question there. Jeff?
7: I I haven't actually had experience in a BDC in a dealership like working experience. Uh, with or in a BDC at a dealership but in BDC environments I've been in like with ADP or Reynolds or mm-hmm. companies like that dealer.com um, I, I like the team approach where that that BDC re- I had like three BDC reps and myself I was the guy with boots on the ground out in the dealerships but I had three people kind of backing me up setting appointments mm-hmm. taking phone calls sending out proposals all that stuff. I mean, um, but, but looking sorry, at it from us I mean
2: and, and I know you're not I know that you know you all of you guys have some diff- different areas of expertise and you're a you're a digital marketing you know guru and um but I mean looking at it from the from an opinion standpoint i mean with look because I think where it does come into your 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 expertise is the the definition of the online customer the definition of you know of the of the buyer you know i mean wh- how they're responding to. Um, what ad they're responding to, how they're coming about to get to the dealership. I mean, it, let me ask, I mean, Bill, I know this is a hot topic for you as well. I mean, obviously, but I mean, yeah. I know you've got to be adapting and you, you you always are. What's your thought process on this? Because this is a hot topic right now.
7: I, yeah, I look, I, you know, everybody thinks I'm negative on BBCs because we have a virtual call center and, and it's the exact opposite. I, I'm not negative on BBCs. I'm just negative on the fact that I don't understand why, we have to have this segmentation of different departments inside of a dealership. and An example would be, why do we have an Internet department? Every single customer, as you mentioned, is an Internet customer. They're all on the Internet. So mm-hmm. I don't know why I have to have a separate department to handle what is, in essence, the same customer across the board, whether they end up walking in my showroom or not. So, you know, look, I think BBCs have a usefulness. I think that they're good in some environments. The problem is they're traditionally not a BDC. If you define it as its acronym is, it's a business development center. And most BDCs, God love them, don't develop business. They're usually a BFC. They're pulling up business. Or they're they're trying to obtain something else. So I think you really have to make sure that if you're going to have a BDC, that it has to be set up correctly for your process, your environment, and your culture. But the truth is we shouldn't have to have any departments. It should just be a sales department where our people are talented enough They're trained enough, they have the ability, character, and skills enough that they can handle whatever customers are coming at us because they're all the
5: same. Well, but here's here's the thing here. So, I don't know, you know, my background is in BDC, and I have worked in them, built them, ran them, hired teams to do them. So, there's two things that happen here. One is, traditionally, a BDC was built as a workaround to the sales team or the sales management team, not knowing, you know, we say we don't know what we don't know. That can be good and bad, right? It follows the process of the store and doesn't fit. Here's the biggest benefit that I say there is in a BDC. Where I also agree though is that if you have this on the sales floor, it would be different. But we have a tendency, dealers in this business, maybe not people listening, but in general, a lot of times hire people to sell cars because they're good with people in person. What we forget about is the strengths and weaknesses of people are what will define their success level. Not everybody that's working with a customer is going to be good at the nonverbal communication that happens through an email or a text. That same person might not be good with initiating contact on the phone. What about how they close on the floor? What we really need to do is we need to start hiring people for the sales floor regardless of what you call them or what department you do. And what we need to say is, you're a phone person. Let's magnify that strength before we begin to work on the other weakness. And that's both teams that excel. Whatever department you put them in is irrelevant. But BDCs exist for those reasons, alongside the fact that there's a workaround in place for the sales team to not follow yeah. Yeah. up on those calls repetitively.
3: When you said, when you said non communication, you said non-verbal communication, I couldn't help but think interpretive dance. Is that one of the thing, ways you? It's you, exactly
5: exactly. Okay, okay good. i have been a couple of really good videos. A walk-around video with an interpretive dance, is something. I'll take
2: and send to a customer all day. I want to
6: see with that. I want to see I would at, with an interpretive actually, dance. Actually, I have a question so for Keening. I have a question. I do. I do love interpretive dance, Villa. So I, I will show you in <laughs> Vegas, <clears throat> but you have to buy the shots. Hey, What's the question? Hey, beard.
3: Matt, matt i have a question for beard. you he called you something beard. what'd you call me something beard
6: viking beard
3: okay that's all right got
6: that yeah. warrior beard warrior
3: beard yeah now we're getting close to the yeah good thank you <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs> 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 yeah, i yeah, was being
3: disrespectful towards my beard i you know i get my my beard has a twitter account now. i don't know if you know I love your not. beard thank i think it's awesome i don't know what matt
5: says but.
6: thank
3: you no matt matt's
6: that's uh, he's
3: jealous that's fine <laughs> i'm
6: giving props to the beard i, I can't you. grow them like
3: that okay well that's fine not everybody can um okay steve stawning um <laughs> Uh, tweeted a minute ago he said BDCs don't need to be car experts prospects have already done needs analysis and product selection just set the appointment what do you think (laughs) about
4: that uh-oh, I don't, oh, I, don't I don't know, what do you think Koenig thinks about that? <laughs> I don't know, know? I don't know. What? Someone's it's when an interpretive dance, I like no, no, uh,
6: bullshit. That's exactly <laughs> why <laughs> call centers in India are the perfect choice to call into American households about products that they don't even have in India, right? What goes through someone, <laughs> you know, the person that's answering the phone with the, to the customer who's got questions about the car doesn't need to know anything about the car. Yep, obviously oh, everyone I mean? listening can see the, the logic in that. Well, are not, they're not calling to, to ask for you. The number for a one, no. for the number one
5: question. <coughs> the number one question when a customer calls a dealership is: Is the car available? Do they need big technology? Yes, but they need to be customer first, yes, and they need Yes, it to be is the number one question. To give answers.
6: That's, that's, Bobby, I'm, that's I'm, fair, but here's the deal: after the number one question. There may be number two, three, and four questions. So we can, and in, in, again, everybody's opinion differs, right? But here's the deal. We, if, well, if, if, a, let's go back to what Bill said. Let's not call it a BDC. Let's call it a phone center so that we can at least be accurate. That way when they say, gee, Mr. and Mrs. Customer, I don't know anything about the car. Let me see if I can transfer you to someone else. And let me see if I can find an available salesperson on the floor. Let me see if you're dumb enough to sit on the phone for 40 seconds while I do it. I just think, I, and I know, Bobby, you ran them, so I know Garber's was a lot tighter than 97% of the phone centers out there. So your experience is different because you had a team that you groomed, taught to do it right, and you guys had a solid process. Most don't. And I don't think you can just go, let's grab a bunch of really nice people that sound great on the phone and, you know, that can answer calls well and do it. In my opinion, they need to know the inventory. I I side with Bill on the fact that I've I've always – I've always struggled with why we have to get a separate group of people to handle the phone calls instead of holding accountable the salespeople that we have. I've always struggled with why we have to get a separate set of people locked in a room away from the inventory instead of holding our salespeople accountable, oh, training them properly, Yeah. How learn how to I send an email, concept. answer a phone, <laughs> yeah. and be a goddamn salesperson. Yeah. Instead, That's we exactly. throw a bunch of strangers in a room, lock a door, and go, hey, now <laughs> you get to handle all the stuff no that no. we spend forty grand a month to draw in. Hey, Kyle, are you still on no, the No, no, no,
5: no, no. no. It, it, Listen, wait hold on just a second hey, Matt, here's the thing though I would you believe that the, the, the sales people know inventory the
6: floor
5: is that Kyle sales? yeah you think the sales people know that they don't know that on the floor oh. not hey Where's Bobby time you
2: talk to them hold on one second is Kyle still on the phone with us though no Okay, off. so he okay. dropped. I just want to make sure because I just I just want to make sure. Okay, but let me, Bobby. I'm going to ask this to you so you can keep keep talking here. But let me. Let, let, I want to I want to paint this picture here for a second because mm-hmm. I want to go back to you. the camera. Just zoomed in, guys. I have no idea. That's, for uh, That's hey, weird. It is going? my monitor in front of us. Just got we just it's got really really it giant. So, remember, so that freaked me out. I can't look at it. But hey, the um, question I have, Matt. You know, to Bobby, but to Matt, you just said something, it, and I think that. Um, so this is what came to my mind when you said they don't need to know. Somebody said they don't need, or Steve, I guess, tweeted in that they don't need to know product knowledge. How many deals? I mean, maybe we get some appointments out of that, or maybe we get, maybe. But how many appointments are showing? Maybe the log says appointments, but I know, you know, my experience with our internal BDC, that they may show an appointment, but how many show? Is there really a tracking system on how many showed? I mean, are we really doing a good job at that? So just because they say, Yeah, I'm coming in, what if somebody's just going, yeah, I'm coming in so I can get this yo-yo off the phone? So my thing is is what and also what if the guy down the street, the dealership down the street, meaning, beats you out because they have someone who's willing to work a little harder, knows a little more about the product, and they feel a little more comfortable with that person on the phone. Those are some of the things that come. In my mind, if you don't have any product knowledge, if I'm talking to somebody and you don't go the extra mile, and one other thing, really quick, and this is all be a question for you, Bobby, the, you know, how about the fact that hey, let me get somebody on the phone, you know, that knows a little more, and they go to transfer it to a salesman that 99.9 percent of the time doesn't answer the phone, right, because they want to stay away from the phone because they probably, you know, they, so that goes to voicemail or goes into that 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 yeah. classic, you know, they don't have e lead, right? They need e lead, right? Right, Bill, they don't have e lead. <laughs> they don't have e lead from on the phone, so they're they're going through this yeah. you know this system of freaking you know like yeah, nonstop, you know stop yeah. yeah. Receptionist comes back twenty minutes later. Who are you holding for? What are you doing? But talk about that, Bobby, and let's 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 round let's so, put that around.
5: Yeah, absolutely. So here's the thing: it's always funny to me when I talk about topics because some people just assume I'm going all the way to one side because they are. We live in a gray area, fifty shades of gray right here, and here's the key yeah. to it. I consult for dealerships right now every day and teach them how to make BDCs work and sell more in their BDCs. It's based on five basic principles, right? So First of all, we answer the customer's question. We be transparent. You want to know the trade-in figure? I'm going to give it to you because guess what? You can get it online. You think you can? That's the biggest overcoming hurdle. Mm -hmm. I don't need to know the trim level that exists on a Honda EX or whatever it is because that's not the question the customer is asking when they call. They're asking, is it available? They're asking what the price is. They're asking what their trade-in is worth. Really what they're asking you is if they can trust you because we've spent so long lying to them. Mm -hmm. So I hire people who are good with people and then I teach them how to be good with people. That's. I'm not saying transfer it to a sales person and you're just a phone call center. You're empowered. How hard is it to know what a payment is? $200 on on every 10,000, depending on the term, give or take a minute. Oh, wait. If you're not sure and you're the BDC person, visit one of 500 websites. Because the I don't disagree with,
7: with anything. That's, this, that's this what this I was Bobby saying. saying. I, I totally agree. I think the problem is, though, that we we're taking the sale out of the conversation. And then we'll just end up being We here, should be.
5: Right?
6: We and don't sell cars.
5: No, we don't sell cars over the phone.
7: No, you sell I appointments, disagree. but you have to
6: be able to answer questions like a quality LH. What question
5: do you have to be able to answer?
6: Listen, you well, if asking, somebody asking, asks about you, the equipment a vehicle has and things like that, if they ask you, you know, how that. does it drive out?
7: Well, I think well, see, that's what you do. Closing, look it up. We're confusing selling and closing. Selling is always happening. and mean, right. you quote the movie where he says, look, you know, somebody's being sold on that phone call, and it's either you or the customer is selling, right? There's selling going on on every single call. There has to be. There's a difference between closing a car deal on the phone mm-hmm. and selling on the phone. And every single phone call should be selling. We should be selling the opportunity to store, the opportunity of we are better, we have the transparency, all the things that you said. But you have to have a spin on that that is a sales orientation. This is something I've got to get them excited about. This has got to be something you have to add the enthusiasm back into this. And that's where yeah. we lost a little bit in this industry.
3: Yeah. What do you think, Jeff? You can do
7: that over they the phone.
3: So one at a time, because it's
2: one at a time. Know. Hey, Jeff. W- with Jeff, <laughs> yeah, what do you think on, sure. on that, Jeff? You've been trying to get in here.
7: I, I was going to say, if, if they can do that over the phone, then they would be golden on the floor. If I, if I was a dealer, I would absolutely have a BDC, and they'd be a team with the sales floor. They wouldn't be us against them. Right,
5: kind exactly. Of thing. And
7: I would use the BDC as my bench, like my farm team for the showroom, even if I got some new hot-shot sales guy ready to jump on the floor he might have to spend a couple months in my bdc yep. first or something like that so,
2: okay I, uh, well here's but here's a and, and i know we got to wrap up but this this but here's a, here's a here's a question for that which one should be the bench because today i mean should it be the bdc this minor league or is it the other <laughs> way around these question. days meaning that you know I, I agree with that 10 years ago or what have you, but I mean, it, should it maybe even be backward? And also, now you have a situation where this is getting, I mean, we obviously can't solve this problem today, but I mean, the the, the margins that are thinner today than they ever were. So how do you share that? You know, I mean, you know, and so then it goes back to how, if you, because it is about money. I mean, as Matt said, it's not only about money, but it is about money because one of the things I thought about guys earlier on um, is the other industries. First of all, we have a hard time getting people wanting to come into the car business all automatically so all if we also are not competitive in pay even though it's not about money then there's going to be companies that are not automotive that steal people for out of the industry i mean it's going to happen but but i mean what about the thinning margins wouldn't that be an issue now i mean i know we can't solve this problem but does anybody want to try
5: well (laughs) yeah i mean uh, yeah i'll try i'm passionate about this you know that that's why i'm being so sassy about it today but that's because this is a massive part of our industry. And we need to stop calling it a freaking BDC. That's not even what it is. Yeah, they don't develop like
6: any business. It's That's a group true. of
5: people. No, that's nonsense. They don't want to learn to develop business because they're not trained right yeah, because not. a bunch of people on the sales floor hire people on the phone. Matt, you know how to frustrate me with this. but You're
2: going to make thing. her kick the, really Matt, no, kick the person. Matt, she's going to kick the person doing a pedicure in about two seconds. Yeah, you,
5: just, you just let me tell you one thing and then I'll let you talk because we know you <clears> need Hey, need ask so a so girl it.
2: that's doing a pedicure how you they say BDC people? and Vietnamese. Yeah. Nice. How do they say <laughs> Right now, she is talking about how you're doing this show. Right in front of you, and, and while you're getting a pedicure, they're talking about you right now. I
5: don't get pedi- I, I don't get, get pedicures at ten dollar places. So oh come on!
2: I get one. I, just I, fine. What?
3: Hey, the girl who does mine yeah. is, is, is they the, the really expensive, the ones with the little she, fish that, that eat off the so, skin and stuff. Hey, Go ahead. Ryan.
2: They my millennials, are, by the way, Matt, just freaking right. rolled the eyes because I guess that's a, that oh comment is not politically correct or something. I don't
3: know.
6: but Are right. you talking risen. about right. the, the, the one where you just asked how how to say that in Vietnamese? Yeah, I
3: mean, I mean come crazy. on. BDC in Vietnamese right. is actually BDC. I think you have to actually what's business. No. In I, no. I, I wasn't mean. Okay, go that's ahead.
6: Right. After Bobby's Do done, I'll, I'll go ahead and today
5: today what?
3: We're going to have to wrap so it up here, folks, at some point. Uh-oh. Just saying. guys, talking if
5: we're going to.
3: Go ahead, Bobby. Bobby, sorry.
5: My last thing I'm going to tell you. Okay, Bobby, sorry. Sorry. So uh, listen. The, here's where you te- here's what you teach BDC people that you don't teach on the floor. People aren't calling and asking for a trim level, and if they are, go outside and get it. Most your salespeople don't know anyways. What BDCs do differently that makes them successful is when somebody calls them in, they give them the why buy, why buy for me, because that customer has already decided a lot of what they're doing. You know, there's a huge percentage that'll change cars and all the different stuff. But what I tell dealers, and the last thing I'm going to leave you with on this is. You are not special as a dealership. You can get the same price, the same car, the same trade, the same lease, the same finance, the same everything, anywhere. What you cannot get the same is the experience. And that starts in the beginning. So if you teach them that, why buy from me, then it's no longer about all those things. Yes, you're answering questions. But it's people on the sales floor trying to build BDCs that don't understand how they should work, that have caused the kind of stigma that you're talking about. And if you don't have a show on it, let's bring in some people that do it, like myself, and let's talk about it.
7: I think that was exactly my point earlier, which is if we get to the Wi-Fi for me, and you're absolutely right, Bobby, across the board. I mean, at the end of the day, there are 50 dealerships in any given town of any metro size that I can go to and get almost relatively the same product and the same thing and the same price. But it is the Wi-Fi for me, but that's what was my whole point. There's always selling going on. You have to have some type of selling in the conversation to make it work and to make that difference. If you really want to give an experience... You have to have the knowledge, you have to have the ability, you have to have the technology, but you also have to have the sales ability to be able to communicate that to somebody in a passionate way, right? Because it's really, this is a passionate enthusiasm thing. You know, people don't have to buy cars. They last forever now. I mean, we are not talking about 20 years ago. Where we had to worry about the car after warranty. These vehicles last forever. We've done a good job in our industry of doing that we still have to create the enthusiasm of why get into something new? Why is it for you? What are the things that drive you? What, what, what protects you? I call it the two P's. What protects you? And what do you want to promote? And if you find that passion in them, it's all about selling when it's on the phone, regardless, you have a BDC, a BFC, a CTC or anything else. Mm -hmm. That, That was my point. You get somebody that can build that kind of passion over the phone without standing in front of a customer and then move them out onto the sales floor where they're face-to-face, they're going to crush it. They're going to kill anybody that's never spent any time on the phone. Well, and Kevin
6: Campbell he tweeted out. He said, "Why do we trust someone to sell a thirty-five thousand dollars car, but we don't trust them to sell an appointment on the phone?" And I think that's what I was getting at earlier. You know, Bobby said, "Well, what makes you know what makes a BDC so successful is and I and I almost say what what successful BDCs do, mm-hmm. because realistically, you know, when when the term BDC was coined, that, that whole concept was to develop new business. It wasn't just you know to answer the phone, set appointments, things like that. And and i again." I don't knock it like a good business development center or people that are great on the phone. God bless them. That's awesome. But I think um, just like you know, a lot of people talk about. And Dave brought up millennials a minute ago, and a lot of people want to beat on millennials. But what they really should do is go beat the hell out of their parents, because if <laughs> there's an entitlement mentality, it didn't come from nowhere. Oh, it came from their mom millennial. and dad who just entitled the shit dudes. out of these little brats mm. and told them they all so deserved the trophy out when yeah, they yeah, were yeah. crying on the bench because the baseball skinned their elbow. And so, <laughs> so it's you're not saying the they all should? Oh, is that the millennials' fault that their parents? So saying, that, instead that, of teaching them to be grown? That attitude is the reason we have a so, man, no, but there's not a millennial problem. We don't have a problem with millennials. I'm They're millennial great. Millennial it's their it's their parents it. who who gave them everything entitled. they didn't deserve. So the ones the ones 20 that 20. are entitled, the ones that act entitled. It's not their fault. It's yeah. their parents' fault. Oh, wait a minute. That's what everybody says about people who act entitled. And by the way, I see boomers that act mm-hmm. just as entitled. Sure. as People say millennials do. But at the end of the day, with a BDC, here's the deal. If they're not developing business, they're not a BDC. They're a freaking operator. Mm. And we should, we should just recognize that. My biggest problem is that we've got to stop calling salespeople salespeople If they're not going to do the full job, they're just going to be clerks. If the people in the BDC are going to take the call, set the appointment, and completely educate the customer, and then they go, "Hey, this is Matt. He's going to take you on a test drive and write up the paperwork." I'm not a salesperson anymore. Give me a 35 grand a year salary, salary, throw me in a shitty blue polo shirt that, like, with a Best Buy logo, and put me on the lot because that's what it's become. So either acknowledge it and make your phone people the ones that bring them in, and the lot people, the advisors. Or turn your salespeople back into salespeople and teach them how to do it from – teach them how to do it right.
5: Why
6: not hey, teach hey, your whole store. Hey, so, yeah,
2: absolutely. And I think you guys are all right. So I'm going to give all of you guys a chance to give your closing remarks, but I'm going to do something different. So uh, without – so we don't have time to get through the topics. Obviously, we're, we're, we're done. But um, I'm going to start with you, Jeff, and then everybody get take a couple of minutes. And I want you to think about this, Jeff, unfortunately – you only get my question to think about it, but uh, going first, what do you think, okay, right now, the most pressing, and it could be anything, I mean, it could be any subject, well, in, in a couple of minutes for your closing comments, and at the end of them, make sure you give dealers the way to get a hold of you. How, what's the most pressing thing in your opinion? What's the most impr- impressing need in the auto business or topic or something that you're passionate about right now that you see happening, maybe that shouldn't, or something that is starting that should happen more often, Jeff?
7: The uh, the thing that bothers me the most about the industry is uh, lack of choice. Mandates drive me insane. Um, I think it handcuffs the dealer. And you talk about skinny margins and things. You know, the dealer's making, uh, I think Bill said, two percent. Um, that's that's nuts. That somebody else is telling him how to run his business and how what he needs to use to do it. I, I get. Uh, saying yes, you have to have a website. Yes, you have to have a DMS, things like that. But give them a choice of what they can use. And the mandates to me are criminal, and I'd love to see that get broken somehow. But uh, okay. that's uh, the it's good that's what bugs me.
2: That's a good that's a good future topic too. It's it's kind of like uh like the regulations maybe of of government, so to speak. It handcuffs. Them. That's a great point, and that, I don't think we've ever talked about that exactly. So, Jeff, how do dealers get a hold of you?
7: Uh, You can uh, call my cell, 937-405-3750, or Jeff at Dealer Authority. It's the best way to get a hold of
2: me. I appreciate you uh, taking time. I know you came out of a meeting right before this to come on to the show, man. It was great uh, getting a chance to have you on. Yeah,
7: it was good. Appreciate you guys having me.
2: No problem. No problem. Mr. Bill Wittenmeyer,
7: give us your closing uh, marks and what are you passionate about? Thanks for uh, having me on, first of all. I... I well, there's two, but I, I can only talk about one. The first one I'd love to talk about starts with a D and ends with an S, and there's only one thing in the middle. Um, but outside <laughs> of that, I think, I think, the, uh, I think the, one of the things that I'm really passionate about, that I'm, I'm concerned about, is I'm seeing our industry right now doing and positioned itself in the exact same place we were five or six years ago when we went into contraction. We've got over-dealered uh, cities. We've got too much inventory out there where the manufacturers are pumping out a lot of iron. Uh, we're becoming more and more reliant on incentives and interest rates again. Uh, you've got a, just a tremendous amount of consumer debt out there. And I think that we're positioning ourselves. All the things that we learned during contraction that we said we're not going to do, and we changed. And guess what? Here we are. We're having good times. The good times are rolling. The cars are rolling and we're putting ourselves right back in that same position. I think the really smart dealers out there are already looking ahead, 2017, 2018, and being very uh, proficient in what they're going to do when this market changes again, because it will not stay the same. And I think we really have to concentrate on strong processes and people and making sure that you've got the right technology in place to give the experience that our customers are demanding. Uh, And I think that's the biggest concern that I have.
2: Outstanding, outstanding. Obviously, you're the partner of eLead. Um, how can dealers reach you? And also, man, a great job on uh, on the uh, humans of the auto world. The shows shows awesome, and uh, you're a natural with that as well. So, uh, how can how can dealers reach you, Bill, if they want to follow you?
7: I appreciate that. We're looking for another episode of Humans of the Auto World coming up. Uh, you can get me on Twitter at Billy the Kid Wit. Uh, email is billw at eLeadCRM dot com. No S in the middle. I know everybody likes to put eLead, but thanks so much for having me on. Great. Great panel with everybody, Bobby, Matt. Always glad to be on and, and just appreciate it.
3: All right. Thank you very much. Bobby, give us your final <laughs> thoughts, miss.
5: Yeah, absolutely. So, we want um, you
2: to say something, cool. Bobby, that Matt can actually maybe <laughs> maybe disagree with. and he has a final words and he's going to be like, okay, bye-bye, bye, and close it down real quick before you get a chance to respond because you know how you like that.
5: No, I know. I think that um, what we have to pay attention to in our industry is that it's not universal. We're not all the same, and different dealerships need to work differently. Some need a certain thing on the floor, and some don't. But ultimately, the biggest issue that I think we have is that we try to go from one spectrum to the other, one side all the way to the other, and everything. It's like everything is go, 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 go right now, and nobody says, this is our end goal, and these are the right steps to get there to create a culture and change things and that is true in all of the elements that everybody's talking about so I I would just leave people in the fact that if you're confused about what you should be doing or you're not sure call me I'm happy to give you a consultation and you can reach me at 989-672-9945 on Twitter on Facebook on LinkedIn because like every other 34 year old millennial in the world you know the ones that still can't too I do use my social media so happy to help anybody who needs it
2: and if you can't reach her there, you can always reach her at what pedicure place? I'm just kidding.
5: <laughs> A really great one. Fancy nails on third. I'm yeah. in Canada today.
3: <laughs> All right, Mr. Matt Keenig, man. Matt, by the way, I don't know if you can, if you're watching, buddy. Look, look what I got. How many times is that? I, I got ten. I, I, I got, ten. For, I got ten, two, like ten, four, ten. Ten times. Hey, ten times. 10, 10's worth. Hey, Matt,
7: please. I didn't, I didn't use any of my bullshit. You can have mine. <laughs> oh yeah!
6: Bro. You just did. You, you're the only one who didn't curse. You
3: ruined this streak. All right, man. finish it up, buddy, it? as only you can.
6: Well, I would say the biggest problem that we have in this autom- in the automotive industry right now is leadership, and that doesn't just mean yeah, I love it, Tavi. i finally showed me 60 second delay on my screen. It um it doesn't. Uh, and when I say leadership, I don't just mean in the dealership, but I mean leadership across the board vendor wise dealer wise we've got a lot of um, because there's a lot of hype and a lot of quote unquote um, new things out there there are a lot of people just popping up trying to just uh, sling stuff and I think we need to we need to get rid of the good old boys club and start getting back to just being straight up there are too many people that are willing to push promote and whatever as long as other people push promote and whatever their stuff and uh, and I think that that is causing an industry wide problem and I'm going to use one of Jeff's things and say that's a load of bullshit so I think we need to get back to things being black and white and straightforward and really focus on serving people and sharing, hey, Bobby Heron does a great job, so we should tell people about her. Jeff Kalakian, Bill Winmeyer did a great babe. job. IPD mail, everybody knows the best of the best when it comes to direct mail stuff. We should tell people about it. There shouldn't be this good old boy Well, of well, so uh, you know, is new and he, he came and spoke at my shitty conference so now I'm going to say good things about his business if he sucks. So we,
0: know, that, that, we that, need to clear that. that out. We need
6: to be leaders. We need to be straight up. And we need to stop being little candy asses and talking about there is a problem and not having the balls to name the problem. That's what I'm saying. That's all. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm gonna...
2: Only Matt can, can, no! no!
6: can bring a closing <laughs> argument
2: like
0: that, yeah, huh? I'm I mean, probably, I get That's <laughs>
6: Oh, how can they reach me? I'll tell you how you can. How can they reach you, man? Facebook. Facebook.com forward slash that's matt with one t t h a t s m a t. Watch Jeff Glacken Facebook business page because if you're actually promoting stuff, you do it on your page. Thanks, Glack. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you.
2: So thank you so much. I appreciate it. And uh, Bobby, I want to I want to get with you on that that topic uh, you were talking about as well as well as uh, Jeff. That's that's some good stuff. So wish we had more time. Love thank it. you guys for, for thank you guys with so this. much. All right. Thank you, guys. Thanks Have a great weekend. Day. You guys
3: are a class act, all of you. Thanks. Yes,
2: Absolutely great show, Tommy, as always. You did a great job, man. Great hair it there, with uh,
3: this, this one hair right here. Yeah, one the, hair. I got the Superman curl going on all day. Just a little. Can't do nothing with it. Just it doesn't touch. stay. Yeah, good job, producers. And, uh, good job. Your, uh, good job, Ezra. Producers, Ezra, good job standing there looking with your members-only jacket. <laughs> it's almost. it's <laughs> it Members-only well members members only only jacket. back in, kind of like. Members I know, only. but that's yeah, as
2: close as it gets, buddy. Let's not I be, think members only would probably be back in. I mean, technically, like I if think you had it was, I was looking at it had I one, think like I, got I, one. I
3: Googled it the other day, and they were showing, like, guys who current, like, current guys, even, I'm honestly. not wearing one. You, I'm you too old for that. It. Nah. And hey, for everybody out there. I couldn't, rock, there, it then, no, couldn't there. rock it back then, though. For everybody out there. I'm
2: cool, can. man. I'm, 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 I'm cool with my own style. Now you're cool. I'm, I'm, I'm own style. Well, well, I don't want to wear members own When you know need a windbreaker. I mean, just, I'm not going to do know if it, there's a better I'm, I'm, one. I'm 44 now, so I don't need to. You You'll know. need a windbreaker
3: soon. Like like nah. like in late September in Florida, when it gets to be like 84, you're going to be like, ooh. Speaking of that, Florida, Mike's
2: got a beanie on. Yep. Oh, that's a good point. Freaking Beanie.
3: <laughs> you
2: know, it's like, like yes, a, for the shivering yes. snow in our 95 degree sunshine outside. No, it's for the shivering snow called Villa's Office. Yeah, it's cold in <laughs> here. It's it nice
3: in here. It's arctic in, my in and here. It's, it's nice. And, well, I've got, and I've got a lot heat of heat
2: warmth here. built into my body, if you know what I mean. Keeps I'm big. I don't I'm think I want to know what you mean. I'm fat. <laughs> oh, hey, well, listen, I, we, we have all day because it's the internet and we're not going to get kicked off, but there's another show that's premiering right after this, Tommy. Mark, well, not premiering. This. I said not premiering. That's airing right after this. Oh, you yeah? don't want to go anywhere. Yes. How long is it? It's four minutes. Four minutes. Do you have an extra four minutes in your schedule? Because you yeah, don't want to do.
0: miss this.
3: They do. I'm sure huh? they do. I know they do.
2: The next up, airing right here <laughs> on AutoTainment Network, attached to the backside of Auto Dealer Live.
7: <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> the to boiler room.
2: The boiler room. Hey,
3: we'll be back. See you next week. God bless you. Good night.
4: it was good all right Bill. let me get to the point here with you the reason I'm reaching out to you is because we're in an actual unique position uh, because of what we do here that we're actually able to bring the precise customer that you're looking for to your store uh, I'm sure you get a ton of sales calls and honestly there's nothing I can say that's gonna make it sound different than anyone else I can tell you about our successes with different companies but bottom line what I can't tell you uh, just as a man of integrity here is that we have a program that is different than any program that you have seen. It's better than any program that you have seen. Right now, we have an opening in your market and we're looking to get a Ford store on our program. That all starts with a five-minute conversation, Bill. Take a look at what we're doing. If it makes sense, we go forward. If we don't, then I'm one less call that you have to worry about. <laughs> right now, I don't want yes. To... Yeah. No. Never. <laughs> exactly. And uh, I know you're busy. Honestly, yeah. I want to help you stay even busier. Like, what we do, bottom line, is we're, we're actually able to bring the so precise high. customer that you want to your store. That's that's bottom line. The way that we do it, it's a uh, it's a complex way to redo it. That's why it's different than anything else that you have seen. do different components, we're able to make sure not only that we can target the, the specific person that you want but we're not just going to target them but we're going to make sure they're actually coming there so that you guys can sell them cars. What I'm asking... Exactly. No, it's not direct mail. right, Bill, you just said it. Everyone says the same thing. So at this point when you say what do you do, what, what you want to do Bill and I'm just with total respect here, what you want to do is sell cars, correct? So what I do is... I'm actually able to bring the people that you guys can sell cars to. Of course, that's what everybody is going to promise you, and that's where the talking part, I can say anything right now, but what I'm asking you to do is give me an opportunity to show you. They can say what I'm saying, but nobody else can show you what I'm going to show you, which is a program that is different and better than any other program out there. And I'm asking for five minutes. If you don't see that value, and you say, you know what, Ken, you were talking out of your butt, you actually turned out to be the same old thing, I'll get off the line, but I am. Because I have not talked to a single GM that didn't say you know what Ken you were right. This is different five minutes bill
7: You get it you left it
2: all on the court right there baby all on the floor yeah, from your heart, here's what you got to do. Okay, You can't expect, you can't expect it to happen with one. one, okay? Do that 10 more times and you're gonna win. Do it 10 more times and you're gonna win. That guy, that's his fault that you didn't get that guy, that's not your fault. You do that every time and you're gonna win, all right? Come on, man, you sounded great. It's best I've ever heard you sound, ever. Good job, talking about it. I would have got on the demo with you. I'm not playing, that was strong.
4: You,
2: you were hey, you were you were you were you were clear, you were passionate, you were concise, you were focused. Your message was on point. There was nothing about that you should change. Not one single thing. his boiler and they
4: come on